Welcome to the Make Disciples Podcast, a short weekly podcast where we will share topics, ideas, and resources useful to you in your effort to follow Jesus as a disciple. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Make Disciples Podcast. My name is Dan Rober, and today I have the privilege of being joined in the podcast studio by Sally Powell, one of the members here at Wildwood. Sally, thanks for being with us today. Oh, Dan, it is such a privilege. I am so very happy to be here and and particularly to talk about prayer. Yeah, we get to talk about prayer today. Now, I want to remind people what we're doing this season is to talk about the disciplined life. We believe that in the Christian life, there are certain things that we want to do because they help us grow in our Christian life. And so today we get to talk about prayer. Now, Sally, I don't think anyone's going to be surprised for us to say that you should pray as a Christian, right? I mean, that, that's not particularly surprising at all, but maybe we can take it a bit down to brass tacks and get into a little bit of that. And I'm excited to talk with you about it because you've had a lifetime and a lifestyle of prayer. Prayer has been really important for you. Can you tell me how prayer has helped you personally in your Christian life? Oh, goodness. It's been my very breath. It's been the difference between living my life alive and just going through the motions or going through religious motions. Because honestly, Dan, I fall back into performance very, very easily. And with prayer, it puts uh, God's power into um, how I live. It connects me to the Lord um, on a level that I could never achieve by myself, just a religious sort of way to connect with God. No, he, he wants relationship with me. He wants to connect with me. And I absolutely love that. Yeah, I really like that idea of this uh, power in it, but it's also bringing God into our Christian life because we sometimes feel like we're doing this thing on our own and that's the opposite of it. The whole point of the Christian life is to have that connection with God. Right, exactly. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, In fact, um, studying God's word is so uh, connected with prayer in that when we study God's word, and of course you and I know this so well, we get to know God. We get to see him interact with uh, other people. And then uh, we get to know about his sovereignty, his compassion, his love. But when I am alone with him in my closet praying, I get to experience his compassion, his welcoming arms of love and graciousness and forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds wonderful. So let's talk practically about that. In your life, how is prayer a part of your life? Do you find it helpful to have, say, a particular time of day? Or is it more of a uh, just a lifestyle kind of thing where you're just talking at any point of the day with Mm. God? Well, I would say all of that. But first of all, let me back up a little bit. Um, Prayer uh, has not always been uh, an important part of my Christian life. It Mm. was it was more of when you say discipline, that, that feels, I hear rule. That's just me. And I don't like rules. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be the only one, Sally. We all yeah. love rules, don't <laughs> right. we? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So it feels like work to me. Yeah. So the Lord took me on a journey from um, prayer being work 
to prayer being uh, connected with the God who loves me more than anyone. Practically, um, first of all, I had to find out why I didn't want to pray and why I did not want to make it a regular part of my day or even my life. You know, I would just do cursory prayers, you know, here and there, just enough to get by, just enough to keep the guilt down into a doable level. So first of all, uh, the Lord took me from, you know, into the truth of why I wouldn't pray. But now to this place, I know I'm not answering your question directly here, great. let me move you into present day. Presently, prayer has filled my life in terms of a lot of time. I have a lot of time on my hands now. I start my day with prayer at some point, not in a rulish type of way, but I know that I cannot go into my day without prayer because I've never lived this day before. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know the good things, the uncomfortable things, the surprises, the bad things. I have no idea what's going to happen during this day. So I want to sit with God. I want to know that and be reminded that he is very present with me, Mm. no matter what happens and no matter what conversations I may have with another person. I need to know that I have his ear. And he reminds me of that. First off, I journal. I do prayer journals. I just I write out my heart onto a sheet of paper. That's how I process. And That's how a lot of people process, and some people don't. Perhaps they can do it verbally a little bit better. I pray with other people at different times during the week, friends, maybe one. And um, I think a prayer group is very important. I'm not presently a part of one, but I know that they're out there, and I know that God will lead me to one eventually. But the other thing that is so important, that is personally important for me, is my closet. Hmm. Now, for me, I need to not have any distractions. Hmm. I need to go in the dark (laughs) with no sound, with a door shut, in a closed place. I like this. God led me to this. I never knew I needed this as part of who I am, but because he knows who I am and how I'm made up, um, he knows I need this, this secret place. And everybody needs a secret place, but mine looks like this. So I sit on this little stool in my closet. And um, sometimes I'm just quiet before him. And I wish um, the people who are hearing me could also hear the tears in my voice, because Mm. that's where I experience his holiness, his presence and his acceptance of me. I don't have to go into my closet begging him to uh, accept me because I'm accepted in Christ Jesus. He reminds me that I'm covered in the blood of Jesus and clothed in his uh, righteousness. And these are the things that God reminds me of because I have read them in his word. So I always bring his word into my closet with me. And yes, it's dark, but yes, I bought this little book light. I'll turn it on every now and then because he'll whisper to me a word or a scripture. And I'm thinking, I've got to read that. It's a rich time. And then I also have a prayer book where I've 
written names down. And hey, Dan, you and Sarah are in that book. Well, thank you. I like to hear that. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's people or things that I want to hold up before the Lord. But I have scripted and I have unscripted. And then in between all of that is the Holy Spirit leading and um, making these prayers, um, I don't know, sweet aroma to the Father through Jesus. Yeah. What I love about what you just said is just the wide range of ways that we can pray. We can pray by ourselves. We can pray with others. We can pray at a particular time of day or at any time of day. We can pray in the dark in a closet by ourselves, or we can join together in this group aspect of prayer. We can have prayers that are written down. We can have prayers that are extemporaneous and come out. And the key, as 1 Thessalonians 5 tells us, is pray. Pray without ceasing. Just pray. And there's so many different ways that we can simply approach God with our prayers. And in much the same way that we're conversing right now, we have that same ability to simply just talk to God. So if someone was wanting to make prayer more a part of their life, what would you encourage them to do? Hmm. Well, first of all, I would say just do it. (laughs) But in one word, I would say stop. Hmm. Stop your life. Hmm. Stop your busyness. Just stop. We have these calendars that everything is mapped out on these calendars. Every moment, practically, of every day, we have something that can be scheduled there. So we stop. And the other thing is to, um, if you don't want to stop, ask God why you don't want to stop. There's a reason. And it could be a variety of reasons. It, It could be because you don't trust him or you don't think he's listening, or you don't think you're good enough, or there's a sin in your life that feels really exposed when you stop and you pray, or you don't want to feel. You don't want to feel, have deep uh, feelings of presence or conviction, or we just, you know, we want to maybe live surface and don't want to go deep with the Lord. I mean, who wants to be exposed? Well, we do. He brings us to a place where we do want to be exposed because real believers want real relationship with the Lord. Yeah, Yeah, I would tell him to stop. And then I would say, surrender. We are naturally rebellious. We are naturally wanting to plan our own lives and uh, to surrender to the God who really knows what is best for us. Oh, goodness. Uh, Sometimes it's a fight to get there. But we have everything given to us in order to win this fight, this battle. Paul said, I wrestle back and forth my flesh and spirit. And yet at the end of that wrestling match is thank God for Jesus who gives me the victory. So I would say stop. I would say surrender. And then I would also say to enter into the rest Hmm. that God has provided. The only place I can find in God's word where strive is used in a positive way is in Romans um, 15. And it's where Paul is saying, strive with me together in prayer for these certain things. And yet what they're praying for is 
eventually it will be rest. It will be entering into this rest, but strive in a positive way. They're struggling together to move, you know, toward God to obey him and to do his will. I love the fact that prayer has two root words in it in the Greek. And the first is that is movement. It's moving toward the Lord. And the second is to wish, which of course is not magical like we would think, but it's um, to desire or to pray. But, you know, to move toward the Lord. And another thing I would, I ask myself, why am I not wanting to move towards you right now, Lord? So that's what prayer is. It's moving toward the Lord. You know, um, marriage is so much stronger when the husband and wife pray together. We know this. I mean, generally, we know this. Do we do it? Well, I don't know. Some do, some don't. It made a difference in Bob's and my marriage. It made a significant difference. But also, let's expand that out from marriage to the whole church. What difference would it make in our church if we prayed together yeah. and if we retreated to these secret places? Our pastors, our staff, our elders, our deacons, every single member who proclaims the name of Christ, if they made prayer the most important thing in their life, um, we have God's ear. Yeah. He is listening. Yeah. And let me just uh, end this with just a practical aspect to this. When you hear from someone else that they're praying for you, like what you just said about uh, myself and Sarah, that's a great encouragement to other people. And so just uh, being united together in prayer draws us together as a church, as a family of believers, as we're all seeking to follow God. And so I think that's wonderful. Well, Sally, thank you so much for uh, joining me uh, today for this episode of the Make Disciples podcast and for your example of prayer. And I know that you would love to talk with others if they have questions uh, about your lifestyle of prayer as well. Absolutely. I would love to share uh, the uh, things that God has given me along the way that has encouraged me to get to the place that I'm at every day. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Make Disciples podcast. We would love it if you would subscribe, leave a review, and spread the word. This podcast can be found in Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. My thanks to Catherine Eckhart, the producer of this podcast. This podcast is a ministry of Wildwood Church in Tallahassee, Florida.